0: Welcome to A Little Bit Unstoppable. This podcast is for artists, creators, and change makers in any industry who have powerful ideas that might just change the world, or at least a small piece of it. My name is Brielle Goheen, and I'm a clarity coach for creatives. I help people declutter their minds, declutter their physical and digital spaces, and most importantly, declutter their dreams, and hack their habits so that the most important things become the easiest to do. I believe that creativity will change the world. So I want to equip you to release your creativity with power in a way that is effortless and sustainable. One of the small, simple ways that I do this is through my weekly newsletter, Unstoppable Bit by Bit. If you'd like to receive encouragement, inspiration, and some more personal stories, head over to briellegohine.com to sign up. Without further ado, let's get started with today's episode. If you listen to the podcast that I released two weeks ago when Brad was on the podcast with me, we talked about two systems of survival that we have. The first is our threat system. That's the fight, flight, freeze, or faint system. And then there's the second system, which is our drive. So that's goal setting, managing time, working toward things that really matter both to you or your community or both, ideally both. And then there's the third system, which is a secondary system. So it's a system of survival that can really only activate once those first two systems are fully in check. And that third system is compassion. That's your others-oriented service mode. So it's interesting because that podcast actually got me thinking quite a bit. I started thinking about compassion and asking the question, what does compassion actually look like? Because there's this stereotypical view of what compassion is, that compassion is this hugely empathetic, really nurturing presence, that compassion is others serving to an extent that is almost negating the self. So I was thinking about that, particularly because for me, I'm not a very nurturing person. <laughs> it might surprise you or it might not surprise you, but I appreciate things like honesty, truth, growth, things like that. And yes, those things can sometimes come with a healthy dose of nurturing attached. But for me, nurturing actually takes a lot of energy. So what I would typically have thought of as being a compassionate person, those are things that don't come very naturally to me. So I started thinking about what does compassion mean if I would take myself seriously, if I would take myself seriously to the extent, knowing that nurturing is not a natural thing for me and not just natural. It just takes way more energy than almost anything else for me. That's the way that I am. That's the way that I've been since I was a kid. It's the way that I will always be. And so. What does compassion look like for somebody who does not show compassion in the typical ways? I think that we all have different compassion types that are ways that we naturally show compassion based on our strengths. So I'm defining compassion here as a way of showing concern and caring for other people. The way that I do that I think is directly related to my greatest joys and my greatest values. I would actually be really curious to hear your thoughts on this based on what you know about your own core values and the things that make you light up. Because I think they're slightly different for each person, but in sharing my own take on what compassion means for me, I'm hoping that it might spark some thoughts about how you can activate that compassion side in a way that's really authentic and really natural to you. So here's just a bit of background for me. My core values are growth, truth, and freedom, and some secondary core values are beauty, excellence, joy, So these are things that I value an awful lot. And the thing that brings me most alive, as you can probably tell from that list, is learning. Learning just lights me up like nothing else in the entire world. Learning something new that answers a question that I had that scratches that itch of, I didn't know that, and I was wondering, and there is an answer out there, and I found it. That is one of the best feelings that I can possibly imagine. The thing that lights me up secondly (laughs) is teaching. I love teaching, but I don't love teaching the same material over and over and over again, because for me, teaching is an outlet of what I'm learning. So if I'm actively learning as I'm teaching, that's very interesting to me and that lights me up. Or if I'm teaching the things that I'm actively learning or have just learned or I'm, I'm synthesizing new things that I've never synthesized before and then I'm teaching it as a way of kind of codifying what I'm learning. That's really exciting to me. I love that. And the thing that takes the most energy, like I was saying earlier, is nurturing. So I think for me what compassion actually looks like is very different than your typical view of compassion. So compassion is caring for other people, having genuine concern for and caring for other people. So the way that I have found I do that, and and for a long time I discounted this, which is why I think it's really important to talk about it on the podcast because, because it didn't look normal, or it didn't look like the way that you're supposed to show compassion, I didn't realize that this was the way that I was showing compassion for a long, long time. But the way that I show compassion is by asking questions relentlessly. So if something isn't quite right yet, I'll keep asking the question. If something doesn't quite make sense, if something isn't Congress yet, I'll keep asking the question. And once the, once the question is answered, then there's always a follow-up question. And so I will dig and dig and dig trying to get to the heart of the knot or the heart of the issue. As far as I can understand it, because obviously I don't understand every issue completely, uh, not at all, but I am always naturally asking the next question. Now that might not seem like a way of caring for other people or showing concern for other people, but I do think that it is. When people come to me with a specific problem, something that needs to be solved, something that's bothering them, it's one of my greatest joys to ask the right question, to listen and figure out what the right question is, and then ask it, even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's offensive, to ask the right question so that the next stage of learning can begin. And that might not be something that is always seen as compassionate or caring or having concern because like i said it's not always comfortable but that's my way of showing compassion that's how i have uniquely been gifted just like each one of you have been uniquely gifted with your array of talents with your unique smorgasbord of strengths and talents and skill you will have a unique way of showing compassion. So for me, one of the practices that I have to always engage in is growth. I'm never happy <laughs> unless I am actively growing. And the more I am balancing on the very edge of my growth curve, the happier I am. And this is another way that I find that I uniquely show compassion or concern for other people is in my own growth journey and my journey of self-development, I guess. Like I said before, one of my core values is truth. So we kind of covered how compassion fits in with my uh, my core value of growth. And maybe it touches a little bit on truth because it's asking the uncomfortable question to get to the truth even if it's even if it's not especially easy to hear. But another way touching in on the core value of truth is that I can't help but be honest. Sometimes if something isn't comfortable for me, I won't say anything at all. But I'm not really capable of being anything other than honest. So something that I'm working on is becoming more honest out loud, saying the thing that needs to be said and being more honest about my own journey rather than being quiet until there's a success story, being just completely honest out loud about the journey as it unfolds. That's a way of showing compassion because Everybody is on this growth journey in one way or another. Everybody is struggling with things. And at some point in that trajectory toward succeeding at something or failing at something, everybody is somewhere in that spectrum. And I think that when we share only success stories, that we really do a disservice to each other. We make it seem abnormal to fail or abnormal to struggle. So because truth and honesty is a huge core value of mine, as is growth, one of the ways that I am able to uniquely show compassion is through that honesty. By being vulnerable enough to show people when I'm not succeeding, and when things are hard. And something that I've realized is that I'm a whole lot better at that in person than I am in any kind of online or digital platform, even the podcast. If you ask me how I'm doing in person, you will always get a real answer. (laughs) So don't ask me if you don't wanna hear the answer. (laughs) But often in, social media or yeah, any kind of, any kind of platforms that are edited, there's this temptation to share the good things or the things that you are already an expert in. I remember somebody saying, and I can't remember who it was, but they said something like, the internet is not a place to show your process as it's happening. It's a place to show your process after you know it's worked. And I think that subconsciously that is how I've treated showing up, that I wanna show up with good advice. That's the teacher in me. I wanna show up with things that work, proven things that I've implemented, that I've tried out, and here you go, this works. But I'm realizing more and more that if my unique compassion type I would love to, as an aside, I would love to hear what your is, hypotheses are on what your compassion type is and what, make, what are the pieces that make it up because I would love one day to actually think through this and kind of codify different compassion types based on a number of things, maybe based on Enneagram or Sparkotype or Myers-Briggs or something like that, but come up with some compassion types because I think we we all have slightly different compassion types, but I bet you there's some larger categories that we most of us will fit into, you know, one of 10 categories or something like that. But if my unique compassion type has to do with truth and growth, then maybe one of the ways that I can show greater compassion and greater courage to be compassionate and by compassionate again I mean caring and concern and really offering something to other people that can help them like listening with deep empathy and offering something that can help maybe what I need to do is share the journey just a little bit more a phrase that I have really adopted is fail enough times to succeed and this is how I think life works There's no such thing as an upwards trajectory. It's always a cycle. It's a cyclical process to try something to iterate. And then you fail inevitably and you take learning from it. If you're humble enough and open enough and smart enough to do that. So you take learning and you try again and inevitably, you fail again and you take learning and you try again and inevitably you fail again and you take your learning and you try again and at some point in that process you begin to have longer and longer stretches of succeeding or the the trajectory of the spirals starts to go upward just a little bit so all of this is a long way to say that I'm actually gonna be making these podcast episodes just a little bit differently from here on in. Rather than telling you what I know about the unstoppable journey or the unstoppable life, being a little bit unstoppable, rather than telling you what I know because I've tried and iterated and this is what works, For me, that's coming from a more stagnant place rather than like active learning. So it's true and it's good. And it is things that I've, the things that I've been talking about are things that I've learned. But I kinda wanna challenge myself into more unique type of honesty. I wanna talk to you about what the unstoppable life looks like as it's going. As I'm iterating and throwing spaghetti at the wall (laughs) and failing and taking my learning, gathering it up and trying again. So I'm going to start doing that from here on in. I'm going to share with you my annual goals. (laughs) And I do those every December 31st, 30th, 31st, something like that for the new year. I, I do like a good new year's goal. (laughs) I really like that marker. I know not everybody does, but I really love that marker of the new year and the promise that that brings. So this December, which I know is like, you know, six weeks away or something like that, I will be sharing with you my annual goals. This is something that for me is pretty vulnerable because chances are, I'm going to take a whole lot of learning from 2023 and I will not hit every single one of my goals and that's okay. Sharing that with you, I am hoping will let you know that you're not alone either as you create goals and live them out bravely, actively take steps toward those goals every day and you'll still fail. You still will fail even when you do that. And that's okay. That's part of the process. So I'm going to be sharing from a more present place. I'll be sharing with you the books that I'm reading to help me along various growth edges that I need to explore in order to keep moving forward on my goals. I'll share with you people. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to introducing some interviews into this podcast. Interviews with people who are in my life, who are beautiful presences in my life, who I think that you will find quite inspiring too, just as they are living these creatively courageous lives. And I'll be sharing with you how I am moving each month toward seeing these goals actually come closer to life. So I mentioned uh, a couple of weeks ago that I have just released an app with Brad. And that's a really big thing for me. It's very exciting. We developed a niche Christian meditation app. So this app is bringing the practice of mindfulness to a Christian audience. I noticed in my own journey with mindfulness that there were a lot of mindfulness apps and there were a lot of Christian meditation apps, but the Christian meditation apps were actually more like devotionals. And that's a very different thing than meditation and mindfulness. So I wanted to create a unique Christian mindfulness app, using my unique skills as a musician with harnessing the power of sound and sound healing as much as I know about it right now. And I'm constantly wanting to learn more because that's a field that I think is really fascinating and it's just burgeoning right now. So one of the things that I'm gonna be sharing with you guys is the process of building a business from nothing. I'm really excited about this. We don't have an audience right now with this meditation app. We don't have very many subscribers at all. I haven't actually told anybody about the app other than a few people conversationally, you know, when when I see them in person. So this is the very, very, very start. I guess in some ways we're one step in because the product has been created. And that is a big first step. But that is literally the first step. There's so many more steps to being unstoppable in this process of serving the people that I want to serve. Letting people know, that if they're looking for a Christian mindfulness meditation practice that we have this beautiful app that we've created. So I want to let you in on the whole process from start to finish. And I'm really hoping that as you're able to see the struggles that go on with it, the mindset things that need to be worked through the technical difficulties that you will be encouraged in your own process of creating the thing that you want to create in the world, that you'll be encouraged in the failures that you experience, that you'll be able to take learning from that, knowing that you're not alone, knowing that this is normal that all the, all the success stories that you see of people who have turned their lives around, that actually does exist. But for almost everybody, that success comes from a whole lot of learning, a whole lot of iterating and failing. And I think we all know this, that's not news to us, but sometimes it's hard to believe it when you only see the success <laughs> or the finished product I I could have started this, you know, process or sharing of this process of, you know, failing and keeping on going and trying again, even in the whole process of building the app, even in the process of getting the app approved by Apple and Google, even in the process of creating the meditations, all of that stuff had its own process of trying and failing and trying again and figuring things out and learning. So I'm excited about this. I'm excited about this new format. I'm excited to share with you the process as it unfolds, warts and all. And there there will be a lot of warts. (laughs) It'll be like an old witch's nose. (laughs) Big, big warts. And little ones too. And if I'm being fully honest, it scares me a little bit to do this. It's scary to fail in front of people, which is what I'm now committing to doing. But often the thing that you fear most is the thing that you need to just do. So that's what I'm going to do. This, I know, is one of the unique ways that I am able to show up in the world in a way that is truly in service of other people, which is to bring things full circle, that is compassion. So I can't wait. I would love to hear your thoughts about compassion types. And when you think about your own core values, how do you show up for other people? Genuine concern, giving the things that delight you to give, that actually solve the problems and can heal the hurts of the people around you. It's not all just about nurturing. It's about finding out what is that thing that you are uniquely equipped to offer other people and then giving it with bravery. All right, I think that's all for today. Next week will be week one of this new model and I'm excited for it. And I'm excited for what I will learn through learning out loud. And as I'm changing the format of this podcast just a little bit to be more showing an unstoppable life in action rather than telling you what you should do. Oh, I, I realized I had this realization that I don't love telling people what to do, but I love showing people what is possible. So that's what I'm going to do on this podcast. If you have ideas of things that you would like to see from my creative process or questions that you have, just DM me on Instagram at brielle.goheen. And I would love to hear from you and include those things that you think would be helpful to see about my creative process. All right. I'll talk to you again next week. It takes bravery and it takes courage to walk the artistic path and we need to support and encourage each other as much as possible. If you found this episode helpful, consider sharing it with a friend or leaving a review in your favorite podcast listening app. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already, so that you'll be notified each time a new episode is up. Remember, The worlds we imagine are the worlds we build. So ambitious creators, imagine something beautiful and take the next step, no matter how small, toward building it.